Praise be to God. Praise be to God. We're going to turn our Bibles to the book of James chapter 1. Praise be to God. James chapter 1. Thank you, Lord. James chapter 1, and I'm going to read from verse 5 onwards. James chapter 1, from verse 5 onwards. Please pray this prayer after me. Lord, open my eyes to see your truth. Lord, open my ears to hear your truth. Lord, open my mind to receive your truth. Lord, open my heart to keep your truth. Let me be a doer of your word and not a hearer only. Let me bring forth much fruit to the praise and glory of God the Father and the Lord Jesus Christ. Speak, Lord, for I listen and obey. In Jesus' name I pray. Amen. Amen. Praise be to God. We will read from James chapter 1 and from verse 5 onwards. If any of you lacks wisdom, let him ask of God, who gives to all liberally and without reproach. And it will be given to him. But let him ask in faith, with no doubting. For he who doubts is like a wave of the sea, driven and tossed by the wind. For let not that man suppose that he will receive anything from the Lord. He is a double-minded man, unstable in all his ways. Praise be to God. The Spirit of God is speaking to our hearts this afternoon about asking and the things that we can actually ask God. God says in His Word, Jesus said this, Ask, ask and it shall be given. Now in the book of James, we see the Spirit of God records here as to what are the things that we can ask. See, if someone has wisdom, they have everything. Because if you have wisdom, you will know how to talk, what to talk, when to talk. You'll know how to buy, how to sell, and what to do, and, and what not to do. Lots and lots of mistakes and blunders happen in families, and in individual lives, and in relationships, and in financial areas, in many, 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 many areas because of wrong move, because of a wrong move, because of wrong choices, because of lack of judgment, because of lack of wisdom. And God says here through his spirit, if you lack wisdom, ask God. So the first point that the spirit of the Lord brings to our understanding is our need for wisdom. See, if we think that we already have wisdom, you know, if you tell somebody, oh, you, you need to have some wisdom in this, a lot of times they can get offended by it. So you think that I have no wisdom? When we come to a place of understanding that humility is the gateway to success and admitting what we don't have, especially before God Almighty, is the first step of prosperity. First step to prosperity. First step of receiving anything from God. For God resists the proud, but he gives grace to the humble. God is speaking to our today. How many times we've done things that we should not have? How many times we've spoken things that we should not have? How many times we have chosen things that we should not have? 
and then sit with that consequence. Why do I ever do this? Why do I ever go there? Why do I ever say this? Because certain things you cannot reverse. But when the wisdom of God is there to choose right from wrong, to choose what is good from what is evil, then you're going to keep going forward. There's going to be a divine prosperity that will take place that is beyond the human understanding and beyond the human realm. Because God is saying, if you lack wisdom, now that wisdom is earthly wisdom or, you know, wisdom to do your day-to-day activities. God says, if you lack that, you can ask God for that. So in short, God says, for your earthly needs, you can go and ask God for that. And Jesus said that, you know, which son, when he when he goes to a father, when he asks for something, will get something opposite of what he asked for. It's not going to happen if you ask for egg, you're going to get egg. If you ask for fish, you're going to get fish. If you, you know, ask for bread, you're going to get bread. You're not going to get a serpent or a scorpion or a stone. And Jesus said that. So know this. That even if, uh, you know, know this, that if the earthly father, you know, who is not perfect like the heavenly father, um, actually many times they do evil things as human beings, you know, they get jealous, they get angry, they get proud and, you know, so they're evil. And um, until God comes into their lives, that evil, sinful nature is there. And people who have evil at the core of their being, know how to give good things to their children, how much more will the perfect father, the sinless father, the holy father, the compassionate father, the father who is love himself, how much more will he not give to his children, his children, what they ask. God is speaking to our hearts at this hour. Our God is a God who encourages us to ask. What we want, what we need, what we lack. We can go to God and say, Lord, I don't have wisdom in this. Or you can just say, even better, Lord, I have no wisdom at all. I need wisdom. If any of you lacks wisdom, if you lack that, whatever you lack, you can go to God and you can ask. But the Bible says, seek wisdom. Wisdom is something that cannot be bought with money. Wisdom is something that cannot be got from recommendation. Wisdom is something that comes from God, God kind of wisdom. Knowledge can be got from learning and watching somebody and getting the experience, you know, by doing things. You can gain knowledge from books and from tutorials and um, being with someone, seeing what they're doing. But wisdom comes from God Almighty. There are two types of wisdom, the Bible says. One is wisdom. The real wisdom comes from above. Then the counterfeit wisdom comes from below. The wisdom that comes from God is pure, it's holy, it's real wisdom where you know to differentiate right from wrong. You know to differentiate good from evil. You know what will really benefit your soul, what will benefit your family, what will benefit your body, what will benefit your your finances. You will know exactly the right choices 
you know, that you can make. But the wisdom that comes from Satan, from beneath, is sensual, it's devilish, the Bible says. So two types of wisdom there. One is the real wisdom, the authentic wisdom. The other one is the counterfeit wisdom. You have genuine miracles and you have counterfeit miracles. You have real genuine love and then you have fake love. You know, you have people, you know, who really, really are sincere. And then you have people who pretend to be sincere. So there's always a counterfeit. So when it comes to wisdom, you have the real wisdom that comes from God. And then you also have the demonic wisdom. I'll really come and say, well, now let's reason and let's see that if God really exists, if God really exists, then then where is the proof for that? And they'll come and talk all kinds of scientific terms and everything, trying to reason what? Reason with the supernatural realm, using your natural means. How can you comprehend the supernatural with your natural means? You can't. That itself is folly. So when the wisdom of this world, when the wisdom that comes from beneath would act smart, talk smart, but it's not smart. When a person says there's no God and they think that there's no God just because they are convinced that there's no God, because someone said that there's no God, they go by what they hear, but not by the truth. The truth comes from God and God alone. And that truth is Jesus Christ. And when you look at wisdom, we have to come to a place where I say, Lord, I need wisdom. I lack wisdom and I need wisdom. When we come to that place, God says, you can ask. So whether it's wisdom, whether it's any other need you have, you can go to God. See, you can go to God and you can ask him for um, the fringe benefits or you can actually go and ask God for the main thing itself. And that's what God is speaking here. Wisdom. If you lack wisdom, go and ask God. And you know how God will give? He says so beautifully here. He says he gives to all liberally. That means I can go and ask God. You can go and ask God. You know, all of you who are here, you can all go and ask God. And God says, to all of you, God will give you how liberally. That means without any reservation. He won't say, well, I gave you some and I gave you some and I gave you some. And now I'm running out of it. So I'm going to ration wisdom. No, God gives to everyone liberally. He just gives it to them liberally. That means if you say, Lord, I need wisdom. Lord, I need wisdom. Lord, give me wisdom. God says, you want wisdom. I'll give you whatever I have. So, our God gives liberally. So when you think about God, think about God this way. Our God is very generous. He says you can ask him and he also is very generous. So when you go and ask him, he has a big heart. He gives liberally. He's not stingy. Our God is very liberal. When he gives, he gives it out of the abundance of his heart. So when you ask God for something, God will give you exceeding abundantly above all that you ask or imagine. And God says here, let him ask, let him come and ask me. And he says, I will give to all who comes to me liberally and without reproach. So what that, what does, what does that mean? When you go and ask God, God is not going to make you feel bad saying, oh, well, you don't have wisdom. I'm glad that you finally understood how dumb you are. And no, 
human beings are like that. But God says, when you come to God, when you ask God for something, he gives it to you without intimidating you. He gives it to you without making you feel bad about yourself. Our God is a God who never puts a person down to a point where you feel like, yeah, I'm no good, I'm not worth it. And you know who does the, all those things? Satan. Satan will always come to steal, kill, and destroy, and Satan will always come to tear somebody down. God builds someone up, Satan comes to tear them down. And so all the no good stuff comes from Satan. All the good stuff comes from God. God tells his people to encourage one another and build each other up. If that's the instruction from God, imagine how God is. He's the biggest encourager. God is the biggest encourager. God is the biggest builder. And so if he's telling us, encourage one another and build each other up, God is there, the master builder, the master encourager, to encourage us in every way, to build us up in every way, to see us come up in life, to see us stand tall before God, to see us live the life that God has called us to be. So God says, ask, ask. Know your lack. You can come to God and ask without feeling bad, without thinking that if I ask him, I'm going to feel miserable because I asked him. He's going to make me feel miserable. You know how many people have met people like that? We think that maybe I can ask, maybe I can talk about it. Then you feel miserable, feel like, oh, I wish I never did. God is never like that. When you go to God, when you ask him, when you open your heart and tell him your feelings, when you tell him your weaknesses, he will never look down on you. Instead, he says, I am here to help you. And you know how he helps you? He helps you from his big heart. So he helps you from his big heart. He says, I'm here to pour my love upon you. I'm here to pour my resources into you. So when you ask for something, he just never says, I'm going to limit this. No, he says, I will liberally give you. So when you look at the Bible, you have several scriptures there where people who ask God, Solomon asked God for wisdom. And you know what God gave him? God gave him wisdom. He gave him riches and he gave him long life too. Things that he didn't ask, God gave along with wisdom. And his wisdom was not like any other, the wisdom of Solomon. So when you look at Solomon and you look at other people in the Bible too, when they went to God and they asked God for something, God not only gave them, Hannah went to God and Hannah said, Lord, if you'd only give me a male child. She asked only for one. God gave her many more. This is who our God is. When you go to the presence of God, and when you say, Lord, I'm lacking in this. Lord, I have a shortage here. You know, the people who went to Jesus, the servants who were there at the wedding of Cana, at Mary's instruction, they went to Jesus and they said, we have no wine here. And Jesus said, fill these ceremonial jars with water and go and give it to the master of the ceremony. They just did that. When they did that, they tasted the wine that was so different. Nothing of the ordinary. Nothing like they've ever tasted before. 
This is from heaven. It came from heaven. Jesus' words did a miracle there. So what did God do? He didn't give what was missing just the way it was. He didn't replace the missing part with what was there before. But he did something. He did something beyond the expectation. They said, where do you keep it? We we have no idea. Where did this come from? We've never tasted something like this. He gave to them the new wine. The Spirit of God is here to bless his people with the new wine. We have to understand our lack. If we think that we're super spiritual and we have everything, well, I don't have to go to God and ask and I don't have to let anybody know anything because I'm good. And what will happen is God will say, well, you're good. Stay good. That's it. You are limited at that point. You're never going to grow. You're never going to expand. You are never going to and enlarge in your territory because you yourself, you put a limit around you. In order for God to do something big in your life, you need to take those limitations off. You need to take the fence that you put around yourself so that God is not able to pour his blessing upon you. You need to pull those fences out and you're going to say that, Oh, Lord, my God, I really, really need you at this time. I lack this, oh, Lord. I don't have this, oh, Lord. This is something that has been a problem for me for a long time. Now I'm bringing this to you. I'm finally bringing this to you. I know I can trust you. I know you're not going to put me down. And I give myself over to you. Try this and see what God will do for you. God says here, ask him. He will liberally give you. And without reproach. God says, that's what God will do. But there's a condition here. Whoever asks God must ask in faith. That means, I know you will give. I know you can give. Because I know you can give and I know you have the power to give, I come and ask you. We've seen this many times before. God has a power to give. Our God has a power to give. And he has the heart to give. God wants to do good for you. God wants to give you not only what you need, but much more. Anytime we go to God and ask him for something, he not only gives you the desires of your heart, but he exceeds your expectations. This is who our God is. So be it the wine, you know, that Jesus, the water that Jesus turned to wine to replace what was missing. Or Solomon, who went to God and asked for wisdom, and God gave him much more. Whatever the circumstance may be, or even Naaman, who went as a leper, God gave him a newborn skin. God just exceeds our expectation. This is who our God is. So when you go to God, know that you can ask him. Know that when you ask him, he is willing to give you about and beyond what you ask him. This is who our God is. So I want you to raise your expectation at this hour. If you want the Spirit of God to touch you, if you want the Spirit of God to do a miracle in your life, if you want the Spirit of God to manifest His power in your body, manifest your power, in, manifest His power in your home, in your family, in your marriage, whatever condition you may have, you need to come to a place where you say, God, I'm done doing it my way. 
I'm done trusting in horses and trusting in chariots. I'm going to trust in you and you alone. Because I know that you can do all things. I know that you can do all things. I know that you can do all things because you can do all things. I come to you. And you know what? I also know that you're a merciful God. And you know what? I also know that you're a loving God. I also know that you want to answer me. You're waiting to answer me. I also know that you want to bless me. You want to give me good things. Good things. God is speaking to our hearts today. Whatever your need may be, you can go to him without reproach. Without withholding his blessings from you. He will give it to you liberally. Above and beyond. What you ask God for. God will give it to you. I challenge you today. Raise your expectation. When you come to the presence of God. Raise your expectation. Let your expectation go up. Because without faith. It's impossible to please God. If there's even a speck of doubt. In your asking. You're not going to get it. So it's important to raise your faith up, your expectation up, knowing that, you know what? My God, you're able to do this, whatever it may be. If you want wisdom, ask him. If you want something else, ask him. The main thrust of this afternoon's message is ask him, knowing that he's never going to turn you down. Ask him, knowing that he's never going to disappoint you. Ask him, knowing that he's never going to intimidate you. Ask him, knowing that he will do it above and beyond what you ask. Before him, every big thing that we may bring is like a drop in the ocean or less than a speck of dust. He's so big. He can do all things. Our God can do all things. So whatever it may be, even the biggest problem, unsolved mystery... Unsolved mystery, medical mystery, or something beyond human intervention, beyond hope. Let me tell you, it's an opportunity for you to take it before God, to bring the divine into where you are, where you can have the divine intervention of God in your life, to see that which is impossible in your life to become possible. That's what the testimony is. Oh, tell God, say, Lord, for your name's sake, for your glory's sake, for your testimony's sake, do it, Lord. Also, I am in need. We need to go and say, I am in need. We don't have to go and say, well, if you want to do it, you can do it, Lord. If you don't do it, it's okay with me. Don't do that. That shows lack of faith. In a lot of times it comes with different packages. And that package will look like real humility, but it's not humility. When God says, ask, who are we to say that? Well, um, I don't know if you are sure, you know, if you want to do it or not. So it's up to you, Lord. That's not humility. Humility will say, God, I'm desperately in need of your blessing because I know that. If you don't heal me in this area, if you don't deliver me in this area, I will be trapped. I will not be delivered. I will not be healed. You are my only hope and you are the best hope I can get from. 
your hands anything and everything no matter how significant it may be no matter how insignificant it may be what concerns you concerns god so god says if you lack wisdom come and ask him and god will give it to you liberally above and beyond god will give it to you but one condition see the first condition is already there we saw that you come to a place of realization that you are in need that you are lacking which is humility knowing that in this area i am poor i need him to bless me and then knowing that i can really freely go and ask him anything i don't have to worry about anything when i go into the presence of god other than repenting if you have sin between you and god god will not hear you the bible says if i regard iniquity in my heart the lord will not hear me so if that is out of the way you can gladly go into the presence of god humbly go into the presence of god gladly and humbly you go with faith in the presence of god humbly go before him and say lord i lack wisdom or i lack this or i lack that lord i want you to bless me in this area i want you to give me whatever you're asking god for and god will give it to you without reproach liberally you need to ask god in faith so god says here your faith has to be unwavering faith if you have wavering faith which is i know god can do it hallelujah he will do it and the next minute lord if you don't do it it's okay because you know what you don't really believe that's the truth if you really 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 believe in the power of god you're not going to say that lord if you don't do it it's okay lord even if i have to die with this i'll die with this but you know what you're lord anyway if you want to do it you do it if you don't do it it doesn't matter i can live with it you know what god will say well you really haven't understood your lack and you haven't really understood my power you haven't really understood my heart if you would have then you would have come to me expressing your lack and expressing your faith those two things are very important you express your lack and expressing your lack you know is wrapped with humility you know there are some people who say i want this you know there are some people who go to their parents and will say they they need something right so when they need something they go to their parents and there are some people who talk like this who go to their parents and say well you never gave me this it's not that i need this i don't have this can you please give this to me mommy or daddy or mom or dad how are you call but you never gave this to me that child has it he has it she has it in my school they have it but you never bought it for me oh you don't do that with god that's an accusatory spirit a person who feels that they are entitled to everything in this world it may work at your home if you lived your life manipulating and accusing but it doesn't work in the kingdom of god 
it is important when you understand your luck and you have the humility to go and say, God, I really need it. God, I can't live without it. I really need it. I need your wisdom, Lord. Or whatever you need. You need to go humbly and ask God. So understanding my lack is important, but how I go, how I prepare myself to approach the living God who has the power to raise the dead. He can do anything for you. How you go to him humbly with faith. You go to him with faith and you ask him and you say, Lord, I believe that you can do all things. I believe that you are able to solve my problems. I believe that you are able to make the impossible possible. Our God is all powerful. But if you doubt in your heart, I just gave you some examples of how doubt will manifest itself. I'll show as if it's humble. It shows as if it's trusting, but you know what? Uh, I'm not really um, going to really pressure God into this. And if he wants to, he can. These are all manifestations of lack of faith. These are all manifestations of unbelief. Let me put it that way. When that unbelief is there, that's when they'll say, it's okay. When it comes to God, God is ready to bless you. God is ready to give you what you are asking more than what you can ask or imagine. Don't be a double-minded person. If you want something, tell God, this is what I want. And stick with it. The widow... Jesus said, who went to the unjust judge. She knew what she wanted and she went again and again and again and again and again until she just caused the guy to give up. And God says, if that happens in the earthly realm, how much more your heavenly father? He's not unjust. Now speedily he will answer the cry of his elect day and night when they cry after him. Every time you cry out to him. God will hear. Every time you cry out to him, God will hear. Every time I cry out, you hear me, Lord. Every time I reach out, you extend your hand of love. Every time I come broken, you make me whole. There's no one like you. There's no one like you, Lord. Every time you come to God, every time you come to him and you say, God Almighty, I need you. I need this from you. Lord, I'm desperately in need of you, Father. I'm not going to say Jesus and chariots, Jesus and horsemen, Jesus and this. No, it's Jesus and Jesus only. When you keep your eyes on God and you don't waver at all, you don't give room for unbelief, then God will answer you. I want to give you a secret. If you really want to build up your faith, if you really want to be someone who is not wavering in faith, that you want your faith to be strong, that when you ask God that you're not going back and forth, back and forth, 
You need to read his word. The more you read the word of God, the more you read the life of Jesus, how Jesus operated, the heart of God, you need to understand. The more you see what God did for others, the more faith will grow inside of you. Testimonies build the faith of God's people. There are many, many documented testimonies in the Bible, just in the four Gospels alone. And if you read them, to get to know Jesus, not read them just to read, but to get to know Jesus. I want to know this Jesus. Let me tell you, faith will be built up. And as a faith is built up, you don't waver with what you ask. That means when you go to God about plan A, don't have plan B. If you have plan B and if you say that, well, Lord, I'm asking you for this, but if uh, I don't get this, then you know what? I'm going to go to this. Why even go and ask God for that? Why don't you just go straight to plan B? Because you feel like maybe somehow it may happen, but if it doesn't happen, no, you are being a double-minded person. A double-minded person is unstable in all his ways. In all his ways. Because over here, he'll go and ask God and then he'll say, oh no. And then he's not going to get it. Because what he really wanted, he really didn't want because he was not that desperate enough and he didn't exercise his faith. Then he, it spills into the next area. And if you look at the entire map of his, it'll all be unstable, 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 unstable. You know why? Because faith is the foundation for our stability. If you want to be stable in your life, you must have faith in God Almighty. As we close our eyes and look to the Lord this hour, know that God wants to bless you. God wants to prosper you. God wants to increase you. God wants to enlarge in your territory. God wants to bless you. God wants to give to you that which you lack, whether it's wisdom or any other thing. God wants to give you more than you can ask or imagine. But how is your attitude when you come to the presence of God? How much do you value the presence of God? How do you approach Him? How do you come to Him? Do you come to Him with faith? Or do you just go back and forth, back and forth, back and forth, back and forth? There will be no stability if you have unbelief. Know your God and trust Him. He will prosper your journey. He will give you good success. He will make you a mighty testimony so that others can know the same God who did for them, which is you, can do for me too, which is those who see you. Shall we close our eyes and look to the Lord? Thank you, Jesus. Father, thank you, Lord, for this Lord's Day. Lord, thank you for bringing us into your presence. Father, you're so close to us. You love us so much. You didn't spare Jesus Christ, but you gave himself for us. 
so that we can live. And you said, how much more will I not give you whatever you want? Lord, we trust your character. We trust the nature of the Father in heaven. We trust the character of our sweet Savior. You know, Lord, you want to bless us. We know, Father, you want to prosper us. And you have promised us you want to enlarge in our borders. Hallelujah. You want to add to us more. More than we can ask or imagine. You want to bless us. Lord, I pray that you bless your people. Whoever is looking for bodily healing, I ask you that you'll touch them. Bless them, Father. Make them whole. Make them whole. Make them whole. I pray that this word that you have given to your people, though very simple, yet so profound, I pray may this word of God have a significant impact in their lives, O oh Lord. That they may no longer partner with unbelief. They may partner with faith that comes from hearing your word and doing your word. Thank you, Lord, for doing this. Bless your people, Father. Jesus, bless your people. Cause them to wax stronger and stronger and stronger in your ways. We thank you, Holy Spirit. Thank you, Father. We give you all the glory. Give you all the honor. Give you all the praise. Oh, Lord, I pray whoever is looking for physical healing, I ask you to touch them, Lord. Let the grave clothes come off in Jesus' name. Let the grave clothes come off in Jesus' name. Let the grave clothes come off in Jesus' name. In the name of Jesus Christ of Nazareth, oh, Father. Anything that is attached to death, anything that is attached to the previous life, anything that is attached to the old nature, let it be put away for good. Let it be removed from them, Father, once and for all in Jesus' name, that there be no smell of death upon your people. That they may prosper before you, Father, that they may Thrive before you, Father, in the name of Jesus Christ of Nazareth. Thank you, Father. Thank you, Lord. Bless each and every single person. And family by family by family. I give them into your hands, O oh Father. Bless each one who is representing their family here, Lord, this afternoon. Bless them, Father, in Jesus' name. Break every bondage, O oh God, in Jesus' name. Set the captives free in Jesus' name. And Lord, whoever they're burdened about, O oh Lord, and they're seeking your face, oh Lord, I pray, answer from heaven, answer speedily from heaven in the name of Jesus. Hallelujah. Give each one of them glorious testimony, Lord. I thank you, Father. Now unto him who is able to do exceedingly, abundantly, above all that we ask or imagine, according to the power that worketh in us. To him be glory, honor, and praise forever and ever. In Jesus' name, amen. Amen. Amen.